Hi everyone and welcome to Take 10 for tour number 888. I hope you all are well. Any questions, comments, suggestions, recommendations, or sponsorships, please email me at Rabbi Ismach at Take10FortTorah.org. Today's 10 is sponsored Le'ile Nishmas Zechariah Yehuda Ben Shimshon, Zachary Dicker by Judy Lewis and family. So we have a very interesting halacha, which is coming into play at the end of this year, this year being a Shemitah year, and that is the law of Prusbal. And it's the practice of Prusbal. And in order to really give an introduction to the law of Prusbal, we have to talk about the obligation of Jews lending each other money. We find in the Pasuk Shmos Chafes Chaftal that it says, In Kesef Talve Esami, Esha'ani Imcha. If you will loan money to my nation, God says, the poor person amongst you. So if sounds like, I know, maybe it's optional, maybe yes, maybe no. But the Mechotah de Rabbi Yishmol interestingly says, Kol Im Shebetorah Rishus. Im usually means if, but here, im is not an if. Im means when. Chova, it's an obligation to lend money to people who are in need, which is interesting point number one, the fact that we're so certain and confident that im means we shall give, not when, if, possibly we will give. The question, of course, is then, why does it phrase the obligation as if? So Rabbi Yudah Chassid says, there are situations in which it is optional. Like you have a person who borrows and doesn't pay. It's not an obligation to pay the person. Another reason that's given by the Maharali says, If I lend and it's sort of obligatory, if I feel a sense of obligation, then it wouldn't be the same level of mitzvah. So the language, although we inevitably will do this, the language is phrased as an if possibly. So we see the focus and the emphasis on lending money to others, increasing capital, having people have the availability to spend, to invest, to do things with their money, the free flow of money. The reason for the mitzvah, the Chinuch says in mitzvah Samach Vav, Shorish HaMitzvah Sharaz HaKadosh Baruch Ulios Beruav Melumadim Umorgalim Bimidas HaChesed VeHarachamim. God wants His creatures, His creations, to be murgalim, we should be regulated, we should be completely, completely normalized towards chesed and rachamim, the kindness and mercy to see, to help others. And helping others in this way is probably even better than a gift. The Gemara in Shabbos, Tassamach Gimel says, yoser A person who lends is even greater than a person who gives tzedakah. Uh, and again, uh, you could read in the Sefer Chavetz Chaim, has a Sefer called Avas Chesed, he talks about the incredible benefit and and kindness of having free loan funds, because t- part of this is tied to not only lending, but of course the halacha requires that we lend without taking interest. And this is uh, this is tough to do, not taking interest. Interest is like rent on money. It's like a rent on a loan mower. It's rent on anything else. Why in the world can we not take interest? So again, this speaks to the obligation that we have to be taking care of our brethren. This is only a law that applies Jews to Jews because it's a very high level of chesed, kindness, and thoughtfulness towards other people. The Medrash Mosrabah says, in kesef adam shehu omed Praiseworthy is a person who passes the tests that they face. So everybody gets tested by God. A wealthy person is tested. Will your hand be open to causes to poor people, to people who are in need? He, of course, gets to enjoy what he has in this world, but as well, he will take it into the next world with him as reward. And so the test 
exists for the wealthy, whether or not they will give their money in tzedakah, and perhaps even greater in the form of loans, specifically free loans. Now, when explaining the idea of uh, free loans, and it's really interesting that Rav Hirsch has the following phrase in Shamos. He says, um, When God first restored the Egyptian slaves to the status of human beings and invested them with the right to own property, he cemented them together into a community, not by the force of necessity, but by the command to attend to duty. It is not the relatively poor man who has to search for a rich man, but the richer man who has to look around for a neighbor who can make use of his surplus wealth, and much more. And in a much higher sense, does the rich man need the poor man than the poor man needs the rich one. The poor man only finds the rich man a support for his material necessity, but the rich man finds in him the means for carrying out his highest spiritual and moral calling to render to God the tribute of acknowledging that every half penny of our possession is lent to us by God. God is the greatest lender, and we'll get back to that in just a moment. So what does this have to do with Shemitah? So we have Psukim, the beginning of Perak Tesvav in Sefer Devarim. The Psukim say as follows, At the end of seven years, you shall institute a Shemitah, here meaning a remission. We'll see what that means in a second. And this is the matter of this remission. Every creditor shall remit his authority over what he lent to his friend. Lo yigos esriehu. You cannot yigos, interesting word, do not press your fellow, the esachiv, or your brother, ki And so this, quite simply, is the obligation that we have at the end of Shemitah, not only to let our lands lie fallow, but also a prohibition of collecting loans, loans that were even made before the Shemitah year, but loans could not have gone through the Shemitah year, could no longer be collected. So this is a really interesting prohibition. An important point regarding this law is that nowadays the law is probably only considered rabbinically mandated. The Gemara Gittin talks about that the two Shemitos, the one relating to land, is tied to the one relating to non-collection of loans. That when you would legally be obligated to be Meshamit Karka, to let uh, the lands lie fallow, at that point you would do the money as well, but when you can't, you wouldn't. So that has a lot to do with whether or not it's in Israel, whether it's Bizman Hazen, nowadays whether or not there's an obligation to do Shemitah for, on the Torah level. So it's very likely, uh, according to most Rishonim, that this is really only a Din Durabanan. But what it's all, what's it all about? So the Chinach and Mitzvah Taf Ayin Zayin says, L'lamei nafshenu b'midas ha-me'ulos midas ha-nedivas v'ayintov, a person has to have like uh, graciousness and ayin tov, kindness and a sense of giving and doing so with a good eye. The ability to sort of be mevater, to get over what it is that they gave. But also to really establish within our hearts the great faith that we have in God. And at that point we will, as human beings, be able to elevate ourselves and be that much closer to Hashem. Others point out that this, uh, the goal of this mitzvah or this restriction of collecting these loans relates to uh, we shouldn't be too focused on our business dealings. We should understand that there is a limitation as to what we can do. Others uh, focus on the idea that ultimately, as I mentioned before, God is our greatest uh, lender. 
where there's so much that we have, and we realize like we're never really going to be able to pay back, especially in the time of Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. There's so many things that like we haven't quite paid our debts, and yet there is a time where teshuva, or there is a time where a reset is possible, that even though we haven't paid our debts, uh, we are able to move on. So too, uh, lenders and creditors have that same relationship as God and we have that we don't necessarily always pay back, and that's okay, we can move on. Now, there's actually a restriction in not lending because of this law. The Pasuk says, So the Pasuk goes out of its way to say, don't let this be a reason not to lend, which, I mean, you would understand why a person might not want to lend. Now, the reality is that there were people at a time in history that did not lend because of this law, when perhaps lending was the most necessary. And so we find in a Mishnah, Mishnah Gittin, that Hillel was Misake, and he established something called a prusbal for the purposes of Tikkun Olam. In order to make sure that people would lend, he established this idea of prusbal. What is a prusbal? Prusbal is the, the fancy name for the document, but the pre- the um, the enactment, the document, but the premise of a prusbal is, is that the Torah explicitly says that an individual may not collect a loan that was uh, owed to the individual. It doesn't say anything about a court. It doesn't say anything about uh, you know the, the corporate nature of a court. A court can go and collect that money. So in the process of prusbal, even though in principle, the prusbal seems to be going against what the Torah is looking for. The Torah is looking for a situation where people are going to lend, they're going to lend at no price, they're going to lend free, and they're going to love doing it, and they're also going to have their loans canceled every once in a while. Yet still, in spite of that, Hillel still created this idea because this would be the way, ultimately, that people nowadays would lend money. Perhaps in our perfect world, people would be lending and allowing their loans to not get collected. But in the alternative of people not lending, because of the restriction of Shemitah Hill found it best to go and create a principle so that loans would be given, loans would ultimately be connected, and the poor would be taken care of. Have a great day.